Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. This is All About Wine, a talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. No, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Wow. Okay. Thank you, bus people. Thank you. Last, okay. Last minute okay. thing. Thank you very much. Wow, yeah, they just didn't stop. I know. All excited. <laughs> excited about the show, and they're also excited that we have uh, Tobin James on as our guest too. That's you know they were getting all excited about that too. Before the show, we talked to him a little bit about Tobin being on, and they were they were all you know happy about that. So, um, welcome to All About Wine. This is Thursday, September the twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, and it's seven o one. So, if you're listening to us live, that all should jive with your calendars. If you're not, then thank you for listening in archives. You know, because a lot of people do. And so, um, let's see, anything exciting, interesting in the world that we need to discuss first before we bring Tobin in? I don't think so. You know, it's, uh, no. we, uh, well, I, I think tonight is our harvest moon, isn't it? Tonight's our full moon for harvest moon. So that's coming up tonight. And then, uh, last. <laughs> last big moon we have for this year and then uh then we go back to smaller moons but uh the, the moon actually rotates away from smaller the earth what's that moon. yeah the well smaller the, moon? the smaller moon actually the moon takes away from the earth just a little bit further and it doesn't make it look as big when it rises okay. in the in the west so or in the east so yeah, so it's just it's a matter of semantics is all. So, um, but I guess that's all. Nothing yeah. else exciting and new in the world. Um, right. Again, any disasters that we have, you know, the you know Libya and, and uh, uh, still people starting to cover from in and, and uh, stuff in California. Donate to the American Red Cross. Best way to get it, and then pinpoint what you want it to go to, and they will get it to that. So, all right. We have ourselves a guest tonight. Uh, what was it? Uh, th- three weeks ago, we had Terry on. Uh, I, I think August, I uh, August 31st, I think. Was it August 31st? Wow. Was it that okay, soon? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was about three weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. 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 That was exactly three weeks ago. Wow. So, 
No, I was pretty good on that. I never remember that well. So three weeks ago, we had Terry James on the show. He was an actor for a movie called Wine Thief. And throughout his uh, talk with us, he was constantly bringing up his brother, Tobin, and how great the winery is and how they recorded or how they filmed at the winery and all that. And he was just uh, nothing but praises. So tonight we have Tobin on from Tobin James Cellars is what it what it is. It's uh, I kept saying winery, but it's Tobin James Cellars. And he's waiting in the green room, so we will bring him out and... Uh, if I can find my cursor, we'll bring him on. Bring him on the show. Welcome to All About Wine, Tobin. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, great. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, I'm glad you took the time to join us. Okay, now there's two things before we go any further. I was reading your website. You go by Toby. Is that not correct? If if uh, we're drinking buddies, it's Toby. But if you're going to spank me, it's Tobin. Okay. So. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to spank, so I would rather drink with you. So why don't we go with Toby? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was my mom, you know, when I was in trouble. I, Tobin. Oh, I know. You know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Moms do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're uh, Tobin. I, I was really curious about that name. Where did that come from? You know, it's Irish, and, and you, uh, uh, to- you yeah, and uh, uh, my nickname's Toby. Everybody calls me Toby, and that's that is the a, a beer, one of those Irish beer mugs with a face on it. That's called a Toby. Oh, <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm I'm eighty five percent Irish. Okay, yeah, I'm like sixty five seventy percent Irish myself. So yeah, Tobin. I just I never considered that as Irish. I just didn't think about it. Oh, all hey, right. There's not there's not many of us around. Believe me. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, not around here. Maybe if we go to Ireland, we can find a bunch of them. But uh, you know, but not not here. You're right. So, I you heard me talk about uh, your brother just going on and on about how great Tobin James Sellers was, and you know how uh, great it was to record the movie there and all that. Oh, I have, I have a lot of questions. Okay, let's start out with the movie since I just mentioned that. Wine Thief, were you approached to do the movie there, or did you find out and volunteer the place, or what was the background on that? Well, my brother Terry, he kind of came up with the concept of the movie. and oh, he? Oh, he, Yeah, and Myself being, you know, I've got my, my winery, uh, Tobin James Cellars, now for 36 years. And mm-hmm. everybody, you know, I'm in the taste room quite a bit. And everybody's just, Americans are just really curious about wine. And so I thought we would, you know, I, you know we, we both thought that maybe filming a wine uh, show, uh, you know, a movie about the wine industry, people are very curious about wine. And so mm-hmm. it was really a natural and... Uh, we filmed, you know, a lot of it in the winery itself. So there's bottling lines and barrels and tanks and just kind of eye candy, if you ask. For me, it's eye candy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he told us about the movie a little bit and all that. I, I asked him not to give any of it away so people will go out and see it. So uh, he said it would be released in, right after the first of the year, maybe right before Christmas or something. So 
we've got that to look forward to. Um, so the uh, Tobin James Winery, uh, our sellers, I'm sorry, tell us how it came about and uh, a little bit of background on, on you and stuff like that. I, I read your bio and all that, but, uh, you know, for our listeners, tell us uh, your background well, and, and all that. Yeah, what happened was like like my brother Terry started a a, a vineyard in uh in Cincinnati. Actually, it was in Indiana, but just about 40 minutes from Cincinnati, but you know, I grew up 12 years old on a, on you know, working on a vineyard, planting vines and putting up trellis and you know, bush hogging and things and uh I kind of just was it got into my blood, you know, and I said, well, you know, someday, you know, I think I want to, you know, make wine. We got a vineyard. I'll, I'll make, I'll learn how to make wine and we'll make some wine, you know? And, uh, I, I came out to California in 1987 and, uh, or no, no, 1980. And, uh, 87 was my first vintage under my label, but, uh, I came out in 1980 and Pastor Robles had two stoplights and, uh, mm, yeah. you know, it was uh, it was it was no man's land, you know, right in between L.A. and San Francisco. You been here? I yeah, I've been all over Paso Robles. I used to love to go there. I lived in California back in the uh, uh, mid to early '80s, and I used to love to go down to Paso Robles more so, I think, than Napa because there was a lot of little boutique wineries there at the time. Well, I shouldn't say a lot because back then there was maybe two dozen at the most. And then I visited right. again about, oh, what was it, about uh, 14 years, 15 years ago. And, oh, my gosh, the thing had exploded. There was wineries all yeah. over the place. Yeah. It's even, it, you should, 15 years ago, you ought to see it now. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's a, getting on 300 or, you know. Oh, like, my gosh. In, in, in Paso, you know, just not even, uh, you know, that doesn't count county, uh, you know, right. San Luis Obispo County. It's, it's uh, I, I'm standing on my porch. I'm looking at three wineries off my porch or my house. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> oh, gee. I, I know it's just six months. Well, I came in from the uh, from the east when I uh, drove up there 15 years ago, and I probably passed by uh, your winery. I mean, if you're on, you did. I had to pass by it. Yeah, and, uh, should have stopped. <laughs> yeah, really. I I had no idea. Well, I might have went in there because I visited like three or four of them along there. I can't remember what they were and all that, but I went west of, of one and over the west side of Paso Robles and visited all those little small places there. People had six, seven acres and their tasting rooms were in their garages and stuff like that. And I visited a whole bunch of those little small ones. And uh, that, That's where, Ron, that's where I live. I'm on the off Vineyard oh, Drive on the west side and I'm looking out, you know, like I say. So, yeah, no, that, those were the good old days. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all, all that. So I, 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 I'm familiar. That, you know, I got carried on there, but I'm familiar with the area there. It's just a gorgeous area, uh, and uh, you know, perfect climate and all that stuff. So you were you were saying so you uh, uh, moved to California in the eighty, and did what? Well, I I came out and. Uh, a winery said, you know, I, I, 
I met Gary Eberly, who's a kind of a you know the godfather of the wine business here in Paso. I met him and uh, and he said, "Come on out, we can't pay you, but uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know we'll give you." I, I they had like a, a cowboy bunkhouse, you know, kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And they said you can mm-hmm. you can crash out in there, and uh, you know I, I I got a little mini bike and I could drive it up to the winery, and uh, they didn't pay me. Um, you know, we won't for, pay you, but we'll I, work your butt off and, and give you a place, you know, room and board. You know, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you just, you know, board, yeah, just room, really. And then, uh, you know, I outworked everybody else, all the guys that are paying. So they go, hey, man, we want to, you know, harvest was over, you know. And so I was going to go back east and make wine out of my brother's uh, grapes. And, and, I, and they go, we want you to stay. We want to hire you, you know. I said, okay. And I, I just cool. kind of figured I would learn more, you know, and get paid doing it and then go back. But uh, it, I I haven't looked back. Uh-huh. And and so uh, I don't know if you want the whole story. It's a pretty – it's a good story. Um, uh, well, yeah. Well, okay, so so I worked for the, the, the winery, and then Gary branched off to start his own winery, and he asked me to go along and be his assistant winemaker. And uh, what one day, um, a guy I knew that uh, from the first winery, he managed the vineyards, and he managed a bunch of vineyards. And one day, he drove up to Everly with six tons of grapes that he took them to the winery that was supposed to buy them. But they go, oh no, those are no good. Those are no good. We're not. We're not. <laughs> they we're, we're, <laughs> they, said they, they wouldn't take them, you know. So he's got yeah. six tons of Zinfandel in three two-ton gondolas. And the oh only way gosh. you can get them out of, out of the gondola is go to a winery, and you get a crane, right. and, you, and you dump them, you know. So <laughs> he came to Everly because he knew I worked there, and Gary Everly said, well, we don't make Zinfandel. And then, then uh, the guy said, well, I'll just give them to you. They're free. Just get them out of my truck. And Gary says, no, we don't want them. I said, well, can I make some <laughs> wine out of them? <laughs> yeah. And so that was Tobin James' first vintage, 1987. Uh-huh. And, and this is cool. the, Ron. The best part is uh, the guy, the, the vineyard manager, driving a truck. Now I'm married to his daughter. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And his other daughter, Monica, uh, is like the the winery manage manager, and we've got 55 employees. So it's you know it's oh wow. it's a big yeah it's a big job. We hire. You know, when I when I started the winery, it was just me. You know, I'd make, I I'd pour, you know, I'd make wine at night and then pour wine in taste room all day, and I'd make wine at night. You know, uh-huh. I didn't, I don't have a trophy winery. You know, where some guy's a billionaire from, you know, dot com or something. It, I did it the right way. You know, got my hands dirty, and most of these guys that own wineries up here. They never hook up a hose to a tank or anything. No, no. The tro- trophy winery guys, you know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know. There's and sad thing is, there's a lot of those that are happening, not just in California, but also in places like New York and you know, and, uh, you know, we can name a few areas that it's happening. And you know, it's. And they're they're wanting you know two hundred fifty dollars three hundred dollars for a bottle of their wine and all that because their name's on it. So it's the ego ego thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. So so you you your first vintage sold well or 
the people go. Yeah, what happened was, uh, you know, these, these, yeah, this, these free grapes, uh, you know, all of a sudden I, I you know, I started fermenting them and it, it, it smelled like Willy Wonka's raspberry chocolate factory. And I'm going, whoa, <laughs> I mean, you know, it can't be any good. Why would the guy get, why would the other winery turn them down if they were no good? You know, I mean, yeah. so I'm like, wow, man. I go, I don't know, man, it's tasting pretty good. So I, I bottled it up and you start sending it to Orange County, you know, the, the Orange County Fair, you know, in L.A. and all over. You start getting gold medals and double golds and, you know, <laughs> silvers and all kinds of medals, you know. Back when back when that meant something. But, uh, back back when it meant something, yeah. yeah. Now everybody gets so medals for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can pay those, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> and uh and of course of course back then, Ron, no nobody you know, I'd go sell my, try to sell my wine. My name's Tobin James, I got a wine in Pastorals. They go, Is that West Texas or East Texas? I go, No. <laughs> man, that's, no. that's El that's El Paso. <laughs> yeah. And uh now now my God, people in Europe know about Pastorals. Oh yeah, it, it's know. exploded in its its uh, popularity. Uh, it, and I really I saw it from the very beginning. Yeah, I was around yeah. there, you know, just before you got there even, and I saw how small it was, and then how it just exploded over the years. It's it's just amazing. So, um, so you, uh, well, w- w- let's let's forward to the fact that now you are making wine. And your next step is to break away from the guy that you are making wine at and do your own place. So how does this all come about? Well, what happened also was, uh, you ever heard of Peachy Canyon? Yeah. Winery? Yeah, Yeah, well, I I was their first winemaker. Oh, were you? Yeah, yeah. And so... um, what happened was Peachy Canyon, it was called Tobias, coincidentally, at that time, but they had a, a small winery. It was just like kind of like a barn. And uh, um, so I said, well, listen, man, uh, I'll make your wine, and you don't have to pay me, but I can make my wine in the same winery. He had, you know, he had one half, I had one half. And he oh, said, oh, okay. You know, and so we were both a couple thousand cases each, but... I made a wine for them that was was like 69th best in the world on wow. in the Wine Spectator. I didn't wow. even know what the Wine Spectator was. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> whoa. These guys came down, took pictures, and interviewed us. And so Peachy Can just took off, you know. Yeah. And, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, just a lot of, man, just a – I should have just made a story out of, you know, the way things went down, but uh, it was – you know, and they and Peachy Canyon now is you know it's a household name here, but uh, mm-hmm. so then I bought you know some I bought uh, some land on 46 and on Highway 46 and and built you know this winery just you know by myself, and uh, now I got 55 employees and uh, we sell all over the country and world and uh, how many how many acres do you have total under vine and the uh, building and everything? We've got our our property. We have about a hundred, 
acres for our winery, but but we need four to five hundred acres to supply the winery. You know, you know uh, how it is. Like every yeah. single winery in Paso Robles buys grapes from somebody else. You know, even yes. though they have their own vineyard. You know, we don't we don't grow any white white grapes in Paso Robles, so we get our Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc and Riesling and stuff from Monterey County or Santa Barbara County. Everybody mm-hmm. does it. You know, it's the same thing for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. So, how many acres of grapes do you have then of uh, vineyards? We've got about seventy five. You know, at, oh, wow. at the winery. Yeah, at the winery right there. And wow. uh, pr- primarily, what I did was I planted um, Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. So what this is back in my desperate days, you know. So so yeah, I could uh, yeah. I, I could I could blend them all together and make one wine, a Bordeaux, or I could just keep them separate. You know, I had that that you know I had that option if if it turned out that way. And mm-hmm. right now we we blend them together and we make our. Uh, you know, our, our uh, one of our wines, it, it, we just make kind of a Bordeaux blend with it. Mm, okay. And then you get your white grapes, you say, from both uh, Monterey and uh, Santa Clara counties? Uh, Monterey and uh, Santa Barbara County. Santa Barbara. Okay. Yeah, it's a little okay. cooler, you know, and a little closer to the ocean. And uh, Paso, yeah, we're not known for white white wines you know and there's really no there's no really no reason to uh you know when you when you get it you get a better price for red you know it's hard to get you know a high price for a white wine you, you know anyway so there's not a lot yeah, of guys I, planting it here but it, it's too hot you know it just burns the fruit out of it oh i can imagine and you don't well i was going to say you you get some influence from the ocean up through the valleys there, don't you? I mean, yeah, yeah, the Templeton Gap, they call it. But okay. like I say, you might as well plant Pinot Noir there, where you can. If I mean, I hate. I don't know if your listeners listeners like to hear about you know the economics of making wine, but you get a really good Pinot Noir, and you're you know you're getting fifty bucks. But you know if that was a, a Riesling or a Chardonnay, you're probably getting you know. 20 or 25 or something so uh, and it's still using up the same amount of land yeah yeah exactly you got the same tractor you got the same you know all this you know you you plant what you're gonna in the bottle what you're gonna get the best retail for is kind of how it oh, works yeah. oh yeah and, and I, you know I, what I, it, it, yeah. a lot of you know being in the business as long as i have you a lot of people just love red wine you know i'd, I'd say they do Eight ninety percent people want red, you know. Yeah, especially. And I like well, I like white. Yeah, I like I like white wine myself personally. I like I, you know I'm I'm quite diverse on that. I I enjoy a good cab, a good cab franc, uh, Zinfandel, any of those. But I'll tell you, I I've had some. In fact, just last night I had myself a Sauvignon Blanc that was just really outstanding and. Uh, the Riesings, um, I've had some dry Riesings that are phenomenal. So, I, you know, I'm really quite diverse on, on the wines. But as sure, I was why saying, not? if you're coming to California, though, you think red. I mean, that's just, it, it's almost a, a mindset that people have. California makes wonderful reds. And so I, I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing so much of the 
toward the reds there is because it comes with the territory. On, on our label, uh, the the main feature on our label is the sun, and that mm. that's the first that's the first winemaker in winemaking because mm. a, a, a a grapevine is is uh, got these things called leaves which are solar panels you know that right. all that beautiful <laughs> sunshine and it they it pump it, the vine pumps that into the grapes and and then when we we've turned it into wine it's got a bright shiny flavor to it you know i mean it's yeah, uh, liquid sunshine except, except this, this huh liquid sunshine that's you know that i call it liquid sunshine liquid passerobles and <laughs> this except this year i don't know if you've heard about the harvest this year uh it, yeah i've been keeping up on it i haven't shared it with my listeners yet so i'll let you do that right now obviously you're going to tell me okay well it, you know what <laughs> Without weather, our, our our business would be you know not very exciting. But every year you have a you know you have a different summer, you have a different spring. Everything's different, you know. Everything it makes it makes sure there's not uh you know the wine tastes the same every year. You know it gives it some variation. And and this year we have had a really mild summer it's just really incredible uh we should be about we should probably be 30 i mean uh uh 75 percent done with crush we haven't even brought in any red grape wow because it it's been so it's been such a mild summer and this could mean two things it could be really cool you know that yeah. it's a, a really nice cool uh, growing season but but it, it, what happens the farther we get into the fall, the more chance it might start raining because you know we don't see it, we don't even see a cloud for you know eight months, yeah. nine months. Yeah. We don't even see a cloud out here. But we don't want to <laughs> yeah. start harvesting in November; it might start raining. You know, very and interesting. Then you can't get out there, and it's all muddy, and you got to oh yeah, that creates all well, sorts the, of problems. The great, yeah, the vines soak up the water and they push it back into the berries, which dilutes them. So now you got to leave them on longer, you know. Right. But yeah, I've it's, seen it's, every kind of harvest. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I the uh, mild summer has affected all of California, though. It's not just in Paso Robles; it's been everywhere. Um, yeah, and it's really uh, the harvest. I mean, here we are heading toward the end of September and a lot of wine you're using done with their harvest and they haven't started it. I mean, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. I heard, I heard, uh, Napa is, uh, is like, is on target, you know, but it's just like the central coast is, is, uh, you know, it's, it's a big state, yeah. you know? So what happens oh, yeah. in Paso in, in Napa is two different things. Well, Sonoma is, is running late on their harvest. Uh, what I've read and people I've talked to, and the same thing with Monterey, they're running behind on normal harvest. And let's see, there was a couple other areas that uh, Mendocino is is behind. Uh, it's just Ron, it is incredible, but we're a month behind. A month. Wow, that's a lot. That is, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that really is. But that, but could, you know what, it. it it makes it'll make for a memorable year, I'm sure. 
and it could make for some fantastic wine too as long as you yeah. don't get any rains that could be just some phenomenal wines coming there because let that those that fruit set and get those sugars up a little bit and and that's going to be great as long as you don't get rain yeah you know what uh if you have grapes on the vine for a long time, that's kind of good, but then they get kind of, you know, they start getting a little bit tired, you know, and then you put rain on them and uh, it could, they go downhill real quick. It, it, it rained in, you know, uh, July, August or something, you know, they're still real tough. Right. So yeah. we'll see what happens. It would be interesting. So you, you it, see, this so- thing, Ron, this kind of thing would have freaked me out when I was young and I was broke, you know, because I need that, ne- I, you know, I need that next vintage, you know, so yeah, I would yeah. freak out. And I'm sure a lot of small wineries probably doing that. Oh, no question about that. I mean, you, you know, they're, you know, one little crop, they live crop to crop and, you know, if right. isn't right, it, it could, you know, really hurt them, you know. And there's a lot of small wineries around Paso Robles. I mean, a lot of them. It's just amazing. Um, so you brought in a couple of people. Well, you didn't bring in. You met a couple of people that were interested in having a winery themselves, uh, Lance and Claire. And right. what's give give me the story behind how they became part of Tobin James. Okay. First, I'll tell you, it's, it's the luckiest thing or best thing that ever happened to me because, you know, I'm like, I, if you came in the wire and said, I don't have any money, I go, here, I'll give you, I'll just give it to you, you know, send, you know, just mail me a check, you know, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> because I was focused on making wine, you know, All and, right. uh, Lance and Claire, they had a, they had, they, they had a, you know, a passion to get in the business and, uh, you know, um, they, they pretty much handle, you know, the business part now and, and they're great winemakers too, you know, and mm-hmm. what happened was I, I, you know, I, I would all of a sudden I'm making wine and then, and then you, you, you know, you got to sell it to wholesalers, right? So I'd be off in Florida or, you know, Southern California and, doing winemaker dinners because nobody heard of Paso Robles. Right. And so, or, and then I come back and the, no, the winery was in chaos, you know, because it wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't somebody there, you know, the cat, the cat's away, the mice play, you know, that kind of thing. But right. I met, I met these guys and they go, Hey man, we want to get the business. I said, well, I, I, I said, well, work for me. You know, when I'm gone, you know, then you, you, you know, you look after things and they're so good at it that I said, you guys, I want you to be partners in this. I really want you to have your heart and soul in it. And to this day, they've got their heart and soul in it and make sure everything runs great. And uh, I can go goof off and be the, the, the goofball, you know, <laughs> doing the winemaker dinner and uh, having I, – I get all the glory when those guys, they do, you know, the really important stuff. But they're, they're, they're winemakers too, you know, but so. Yeah, that's uh... – that's important to have someone that you can really rely on like that and uh, have them take care of stuff. And you uh, know, I, I'm a winemaker at heart, and I'm not a guy that, hey, we got to hire people or, you know, we got to order T-shirts. Or I go, oh, man, I don't, I can't do that. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that, you know. I'm sure any any 
you know, I like having my nose, you know, in a barrel when I'm filling it up. And uh, I like, stack, you know, I like, you know, filtering and, and uh, you know, doing the winemaking stuff is, uh, you know, what really, you know, we make a, a yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to call it passion. It, it is, though. It, 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 it is, yeah. But, you know, I know yeah. when I'm filling a barrel, there's there's 22, 23 cases someday that those bottles are going to be on somebody's dinner table, man. And I took good care of it. And they're with their friends and family, and they've got some, you know, uh, some pasta dish in their, in their castle, and they're drinking our wine, having a good time, and, I never lose focus of that, you know, that yeah, you know, we're in the business of making people happy. That's that's a good attitude. That's a great attitude on that. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, Lance and Claire then have been with you since, what, 80, or, what, 96, was it? No, not that long. Uh, Look about, at the paper. Uh, I, I'm really bad on, on dates, but uh, it's about 15, 18 years, something like that, 18. Yeah. Well, here's a... I'm real, I don't even know my kids' birthdays. I, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> uh, 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 let's see, you, uh, I'm trying to see where it's set a date on here. Uh, hmm. Oh. Uh. Oh, I'm trying to look at the website here and see see if I thought I saw a date that was okay. You built the one in '93, and they joined you in '97. I, you know what, I I don't yeah. remember. Well, it says that's when they started the. Tobin James Wine Club in 97, so uh, they had to have been with you probably at least a year or so before that. Oh, here it is, 96, yeah. So 96 is when uh, when you partnered up with them. So there oh, you go. Okay. Um, make a mental note of that, so if you ever ask again, you can just throw that right out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about your wines. You know, you you talked that the Zimondo was your first wine that you made. Are you still making a Zimondo? Oh, we. I think we make about fifteen. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. make about fifteen of them. You know, um, I'll tell you what, it's it's the wine we we you know we hang our hat on. It's. Uh, it's such a cool grape. You can do so much with it. Um, every vineyard's really different. Um, it's got, it's got what I like in a wine, which is you know uh, a lot of fruit, you know the jammy raspberry thing. Yeah, um, that's just so nice. And yeah. and so to this day we still hang our hat. When I when I first started making wine, you know it was a garbage grape. It was they made white zin out of it. You know. Yeah, a but lot. Now, they of don't white. do that. They don't do that anymore. It's too expensive. You know? <laughs> Yeah, now we're get you know we get we get fifty sixty bucks for some you know even more for some of our Zinfandels. Huh. Uh, you, Pass the rolls in the glass. Uh, yeah, well, okay. You say you make so many different Zinfandels. Wait, you have different vineyards. You have that many different vineyards, or 
uh, what you make one and Claire makes one and Lance makes one and uh, I mean how how are no, you no 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 so many different we don't zins? do that we well I mean we have uh, we have uh, all these different Zinfandel vineyards and oh, some of them okay yeah a whole bunch of them and, and a lot of times you know they you can move Zinfandel three or four miles and it it tastes all different, you know, because yeah. it, it, maybe there's a little more coastal influence or it's hotter or cooler, but it really, Cabernet doesn't change like that. You know, usually, you know, it's got a really steady flavor to it, but Zinfandel, mm-hmm. you know, and what's cool about that is if we get a, we get one that, you know, we get a, a Zinfandel from a vineyard that's got, you know, a lot of cherry to it or something. And then, and then we get another vineyard, and that ras- that, that uh, Zinfandel's got some raspberry to it. And then we get mm-hmm. another vineyard that has a little bit of raisin flavor to it. You know what? You you can blend those. You know, and just makes oh, yeah. it's like in your it, yeah, it's like in your kitchen. You don't just use salt. You use uh, garlic powder and you know uh, cumin mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, you can you can blend them all together. It makes it, it's more fun. Yeah, <laughs> and to get to get different results too. Yeah, you can. Uh... Uh, do all sorts of stuff with it. So that's how you get your all of your different Zinfandels and and uh, like you know exactly. Uh, you you have a late harvest Zinfandel now. Is it, it is it uh, late harvest? Uh, I mean, you, whenever, you have to have something for dessert. Yeah, well that's true. That's true. And <laughs> you know, a late harvest Zin though. I mean, you you. When I think of late harvest, I think of uh, a, a sweet Botrytis wine. Is this isn't? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, uh, yeah, here's what would happen, Ron. It's like I was so broke that you know there's you know what second crop is like. That's when you know right. you have your first set of grapes, but then some some grapes you know come on your vine later, and and uh, there's not a lot of them, but uh, so you you don't pick you know if they're not really red then you don't pick them you leave them on the vine and then uh, the the vineyard owner is not going to go back and repick them he just says no. Toby go ahead you can have them you know the birds are eating them go ahead get them so I would I would go out and get these uh, grapes that were really ripe and they've got juicy you know that that uh, pruny raisiny flavor chocolate you know raspberry right. and uh, I, I, I started making late harvest and people loved it, man. It's just the uh, liquid. We call it liquid love. Yeah, yeah. Well, late harvest is 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 done right. Is liquid love. I mean, I just surprised me with that. I saw that you had uh, uh, a late harvest Zimmendahl, and it's really reasonably priced twenty dollars. That's uh, and we and and uh, the important thing is we've been selling it for thirty something years you know it's not like we made it once you know people like it they go back for it and you we make toby teenies we we make a champagne that you just mix the two together and it's like a like a party you know you put a little little bit of it in your champagne it's just kind of a fun thing we like having fun (laughs) yeah well okay now while we're talking about dessert wines what is a charisma charisma is the same thing but we make it more kind of a, a a blush wine, more of a oh you know so so it'd go with the 
uh, strawberry shortcake or something, you know, a, a lighter, a lighter like uh, the the, the liquid love, the late harvest zen goes with, you know, chocolate and things like that. But uh, we want something yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So it's all about fun, you know, kind of a, right. it's just something and, to, to round out people's evening. And then the port, is that uh, Zimino grape also? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well. I mean, just like every any wine we make, uh, you know, usually it's uh, you know Zinfandel, but it might not be. Might be a blend of certain things. Every every year is different, and mm-hmm. so it's a port style wine. Yeah, with the high alcohol port. and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I made a strawberry port when I had my winery, and it was very good. Um, Okay, let's see. Now, I, I'm, I'm looking at your, your wine on your website here. Uh, you, your uh, Tempranillo, you getting that from uh, that and the Sauvignon Blanc and the Chardonnay all from uh, Paso Robles or uh, Santa Barbara? Well, um, the Tempranillo we get here in Paso Robles, but the other the Chardonnay and, and what did you say, Riesling? I, I, we get yeah, those Sauvignon from... Blanc. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. We get those from uh, Monterey County. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but uh, Tempranillo, you actually grow that yourself, and um, we we have a small patch of it. And the other thing about when you're growing, when you're you're buying grapes, you're growing them. You know, you don't want to you want to plant, uh, you know, two hundred acres of a, a certain grape varietal. And then you only need a hundred acres of it, you know. Then, then you know mm. because we have to eventually sell it in Kroger's or wherever. But if you have, you know, you want to you want to sell your wine for three hundred sixty five days and then run out on, on January first, and then you start your next, uh, you know, vintage. But of course, it's never going to work out that way, you know. <laughs> but you, you don't want to you don't want wine to uh, you know you know you don't want to sell it for 10 years the same vintage you know so we it's oh, hard yeah. to gauge but you want to sell out and so it all depends on on how the the market is and what you know i mean remember that sideways they did uh, you know oh i hate Merlot, right right well yeah. it was like the most famous grape and then the movie comes out and all of a sudden sales <laughs> drop off you know <laughs> yes so you, it you, did you, <laughs> everything in our business takes a long time you got to yeah. plant a grape. It takes three years to get a small crop, the, you know, the third year. And then by the time you're you're making the wine, well, maybe everybody quit drinking that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, You always have that problem where you don't know what's going to be the big seller in, in a few years, you know. Yeah. I think that's settled down a little bit. And our area, like, Syrah's real big, um, uh, Cabernet, you know, Syrah is pretty. It, that's that's Muhammad Ali around here, man. It packs a punch and. Well, you know, yeah. people are so used to the Australian Syrahs that is lighter and fruitier, and then they start getting those ones that we uh, do in California with a little bit more body and a little bit more character than the, just a light fruity. Australian Syrahs, and it surprises them, surprises them that it can be made in that style. They're just not used to it because of what Australia has 
fed people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, everybody has a technique on what, what, gra- what sugars they put, uh, pick their grapes at. And right. our winery always tends towards, you know, we want ripe grapes, you know, like, like, sugar. like, that banana is green, 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 yellow, brown. You know, we kind of, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of pick them in between yellow and brown. You know, to 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 give it a lot of flavor. It's just our style. That's what our cuss. You know, they're they're a little high alcohol, but oh, just you know that's say, what our. What what does your alcohol run on your wines then? Since you're picking them, I, we don't have like I don't think we have one under fourteen. <laughs> really? Oh wow. I mean, we probably do, but. I mean, they're always bigger. My, our, you know, we have a kind of a cult following, you know, and that's mm-hmm. they want a nice, they want a big bold wine. They're, they're, you know, uh, we got the best customers in the world, and we're that's the way we like them. That's the way we started making them. That's the way we still do. You know, uh, big powerful wines that, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're still looking for. Uh, the. Uh... Uh, okay, I just okay. Oh man, imagery. Uh, my wife just brought me in Cabernet Sauvignon imagery from Imagery Winery. This is located in I have no idea. Uh, in Paso, Ripon, uh, Ripon, California. Yeah, All I right. don't need. That's not us. No, R I P O N. I don't know where that is. Hmm. Uh, I do have a I do have a question uh, from Facebook. Uh, one of our uh, followers on Facebook, if possible, if uh, we can run that through again. I don't want them. I mean, they've been waiting for this. Um, sure. They want to know: uh, Did you enjoy the film process, and what was it like having a film made about you? Hmm. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, <laughs> you guys, it was, you know, I've done a lot of things in my life, and, and making this movie was fun. Um, a lot of it wasn't my idea. You know, they had a writer, and they had a director, and my brother, you know, doing that. It's not a documentary. It's a, it's kind of a comedy. But at first, you know, it, it was kind of a hassle, but then I started to really love it. It was fun, you know. Um <laughs> It, it it got it got pretty fun, um, and uh, I'd do it again. You know, there's no doubt. Uh, um, it's I can't wait for it to come out. And I think when we made the film, I said I want people to learn about wine while we're doing it. You know, what? Why not? You know. And so it was a great. It was a, it was fun. So what what was the time frame from the time? you first started to film until when it was a wrap, as they say. It took about a year because oh, what happened long. was, wow. yeah, well, what happened was they all came out here, but it took about two and a half weeks to film it. And then they got back and ed- started editing. And I go, listen, you guys, they showed me, you know, a copy. And I said, you have to have, we have to have more tanks and barrel Cause that's what people want to see, you know, um, that's the white uh, yeah. Yeah, balding lines, all that. So they they can't. We came out and filmed for another week, and mm. got the things that I thought that you know 
yourself and and uh, viewers want to see, you know, how the insides of a winery, you know, how how right. uh, operation how they work and yeah. So and it worked out great. They all agreed at the end of, but you know, they're they are not winemakers. You know, they're not in the business. That's why that was you know part of the you know part of my uh, input was was you know let's let's get some winery stuff in there. I love I love a cellar floor with tanks and filing lines and crushers oh, yeah. and stemmers and you know it's just beautiful stuff. Yeah, whenever you see films that have anything to do with wineries, you always see that stuff. That's that's really interesting to watch watch the proceeds of that and all that. In fact, yeah, you know you guys, yeah, you know the thing is we're farmers, you know, and we bring. Yeah. Uh, we we bring these people don't really think they 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 see a wine they think some little wine elves go out there and make no we we go out there and we test the grapes and we pick them by hand and we we call, we you know we we we're farmers and we bring them into the winery and we create a miracle when we get them on a cellar floor in the tanks and we ferment them and it's a, it's a miracle it goes it goes from grape juice into wine okay. I mean. It's, it's, it's a miracle, and I love it, man. Just uh, it's a big difference. So you enjoyed doing the film, then? It was something that yeah, yeah. it was fun. Um, it, it's I can definitely see why I would never want to be uh, 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 in Hollywood making movies. I, oh my God, just, <laughs> that would be horrifying. But we did it on a smaller scale, you know. And uh, you know, you got to do like ten takes of everything, and uh, oh my God. Um, but it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, um, Terry really said he enjoyed the time there and, and doing it and all that too. I remember that quite. Distinctly. I was not an actor in it. I did. I, I mean, I said no, no. I said just forget <laughs> the whole thing. If you're going to make me be an actor, I, I, I can't play being some. I can't dress up for Halloween and be somebody else. I just can't do it, you know. <laughs> no good at cosplay, huh? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, there you go, listener. Thanks for the question. Um, you're, I, I'm going to get back to your wines here. Your uh, uh, vintage dates on these are... Uh, the reds are like 2018, 2017. What, what are you keeping them in stainless steel? Are you keeping them in uh, tanks, uh, barrels? What are you doing to all, all barrels? All barrels? Yeah. Huh? French oak, American oak. We, we use everything, French yeah. and American. Probably fifty-fifty, uh. depending on. You know, at Zinfandel, it doesn't want. You know. French oak, uh, you know, probably, and and there's certain wines that, you know, let the fruit shine, you know, don't don't interfere with the, you know, with, with oak and uh, everything we do is a recipe, you know, and oh, and yeah. everything every wine we make has got history behind it. Like, well, it was so good, what we do, you know, five years ago, let's do, you know, let's do that recipe because it worked, you know, but. Um, everything, all our reds are aged in oak a couple of years. We've gotten to the point, a lot of wineries, they can only age them in there a year because they got to sell them, you know, to stay alive. But right, yeah. We've got, yeah. yeah, so we've gotten to the point where we've got our inventories good so we can age the wines ourselves so that you don't have to do it when you get it home and age it in the bottle, you know, for a couple of years. We, we can age it in, 
you know, when a wine's in a barrel, it can breathe a little bit, you know, if you just breathe a little bit. Yeah. And so we leave it in there as long as we can. And when, when you get it, when you go down to the store and you get it on your dinner table, it's ready to go. It's going to got a nice smooth flavor to it. And, uh, going to go with whatever food you're making doesn't yeah, interfere fear with the food but but it's there you know wine is such a it's the coolest thing in the world <laughs> well yeah that's the thing with you know that that's good i like the fact that you're saying don't age your wines i used to tell people that with mine i said don't age it take it home and drink it it's not going to do any good sitting on your shelf or in your wine rack Take it home and drink it because this is made to be drank now. You don't have to age it anymore or anything because people get this attitude that, well, we need to age this red. No, you don't. You need to drink it. And most of the time, there there's a few of them that are made to be aged, but they're made to be drank. Uh-huh. Ron, 100%. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. People, you know, wine's like a pyramid, you know. It goes up. And, and uh, you know, and then it starts going downhill on the other side. It's still good, but maybe you yeah. should have drank it on the other side of the pyramid when it was fresh and fruity and lively and vibrant and personality, just like it's talking to you. I, I People, they I think it's movies, you know. They said, oh, you got to age it, you know. Oh, yeah. You know what? A, a wine is 20 years old. I'm not going to drink it because it was probably it, it, better at 10. And you don't know how stored and all that stuff, too. I mean, that's, that's right, the thing. Right. I used to always warn people, you know, don't buy a wine that somebody says, I've had this store for 20 years. Well, where? In front of the fireplace? No, you don't want Right, to, right. Know. Under under their bed? <laughs> under their bed, yeah, there you go. Uh, I noticed one thing, that most of your wines really are reasonably priced, especially for California and the reds and all that stuff. I mean, uh, they're from, you know, well, here's your... You call it your class, cash flow red Mediterranean blend, uh, but that's only fifteen dollars. I mean, you really the do best have the wine prices. we make for the price. The, you know, you know what? Is that that you you know we want to know why? Because when I started the winery, banks wouldn't give me any lend me any money to get a new this press or whatever or no, a bill. No. You know, I had to just say I, I had to scrimp and safe so we don't owe anybody any money and we're not doing this ego thing where i gotta have a helicopter pad out on you know (laughs) you know all that bs you know that goes with it uh we want we we we, we're we're a working man's winery we love we love uh you you know to be affordable i you know people that charge a hundred dollars two hundred dollars they're they're thieves i mean i know what it costs to make a bottle of wine I and do they're too, just, yeah. <laughs> somebody's a, somebody in that chain is a thief because they, you know what, what you know what they say, Ron. If your wine's not selling, double the price. <laughs> yeah, because American just, Americans fall for that that, you know, yeah. they fall for that really game, good, you know. Yeah. Where yeah. They, yeah, it's so it's so expensive. It's got to be good when it's if you put good. our wine, if you put our, you know, when you you know how you take the gloves off is. Take our wine, put it in a brown paper bag, you know, at 20 bucks or 20, 30 bucks, whatever, and then put it up against that wine that's 100. Let's see who wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, there you go. The, the person tasting them, and we win every time. 
Yeah, and like I say, you're, you're reasonable. I mean, you know, 15 for the Mediterranean blend, 22, 24, you know, that's, uh, you know, all of them are, are really in a good reasonable price range. you got a few down here that are older ones and uh, your reserves and stuff like that. But otherwise, your wines are really quite reasonable. I was... We're, we're, we're proud of that, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, and that's what our that's what our customers you know that's what they 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 want they want they want that you know if you ha if you're buying wines at a hundred dollars a bottle or a hundred and fifty or whatever you know you're not going to drink that every night but they'll they'll open a bottle of Coben James every night and have it with their you know you get home from work and you had a long day at work and you walk into your castle. And maybe you or your wife or whoever, somebody's got some, some food ready and a glass of Tobin James, man, that you can afford is, <laughs> it just makes your day, comforting. you know? It's just comforting yeah, it's a, to know that you're not a spending yeah. a whole bunch of money on the wine. And you're, just, you're enjoying it, and it's a, just a comforting drink. Uh, I have to ask you about the winery itself, your Western theme, you are, I understand, uh, a distant relative of Jesse James. Well, I mean, kind of, because she's one of my twin daughters, Jessica James, Jesse James. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not related to Jesse James, I don't think, but... But listen, this is important. I was born in in California. I know that oh, were you originally? hard to believe, but yeah, I was born here. And oh. here's the thing about uh, you know, in when I moved here in Paso Robles, we had saloons, you know, like a cowboy saloon, you know. And yeah, I Paso said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, yeah. Huh? Paso Robles was was old west, you know, cowboy. It's cowboys, 80s, man. You know? And yeah. so what I did was I I wanted especially back then 30 something years ago people were intimidated by wine i go well you know what we're gonna do a a western saloon kind of thing and so people don't feel you know they don't feel uh intimidated by wine and it worked because for a long time uh we we've been like the number one if you go on TripAdvisor and look up san luis Obispo county we're in the top, you know, we used to be the number one thing to do in Pat, in the whole county to go to oh, our really? tasting room. We, we get a thousand <laughs> people on a Saturday through our tasting. Oh my God. Cause we were, oh, yeah, we were, we were informal and we, we, uh, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't sit down and lecture you. Nowadays you don't even stand at a, a tasting bar anymore. You, they sit you, you know, in some tables. couches and, and yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh my god! You got that's this boring. tray of wine set in front of you, and then you, you know you can buy a cheese platter if you want. And I, I exactly. know that's exactly, and, and it costs I, forty dollars or fifty dollars per person. Yeah, yeah, and you're re and that's we don't, something we else don't I want to bring up We don't even charge. Well, it's twenty dollars, but it's back when you buy twenty dollars worth of wine, and you're going to do right. that because you're and, going to and enjoy only, it. The only reason. The only th reason that happened is because of COVID. We had, we get those thousand people on a Saturday, but you couldn't, you know, the county made you taste outside. You couldn't even go in. Oh, my God, it was a nightmare. <laughs> you know, so we had to slow it down, you know. We had to slow yeah. it down, and so we don't want to charge, but we did, you know, with the COVID thing, you, you just, we, 
what a nightmare that was. I can imagine. I, I closed the winery back in 2016, the one I had, and I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have survived COVID anyway. I mean, it just, it was a small winery and we didn't have a lot of backup on revenue. So I'm glad I did, but I could not picture how bad it was trying to get through COVID on that stuff. It's it, it was a nightmare, and then, and then we had to taste outside, and then we had all these fires that you're outside, you can barely see the guy over there because there's so much smoke, and oh, God, <laughs> we, went, we went through hell. We All we needed was a good earthquake, and it would have rounded out. Hey, really? <laughs> yeah, the sun's all around there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> if, but you, if you're – huh? Uh, well, no, go on. I just uh, – was going to comment well, about I mean, you the, know what? If if uh, your your people your your people listening haven't been here, it, it's it's the center of the universe for me, and I think ninety nine percent of people that would come to Paso, uh, it, it's what they don't go. To, I mean, my our, our brother Napa. I mean, I think people have more fun in Paso Robles. We don't. We've got more small, unique little wineries, and it's not all hoity-toity and valet parking. And so if anybody, man, if you haven't been to Paso Robles, that's a good thing because you have something to look forward to. What, too? It's you wonderful. Know, $20 for a tasting as opposed to, what, 50 75 even 100 in some of the wineries in Napa? Oh, my gosh. I mean. And they keep, and they keep the money. They don't give it back yeah. if you buy a bottle. That's right. You know, we, they, get, they we, just, get, we, we don't charge if you buy a bottle, which everybody does anyways. Yeah, most everybody's going to buy a bottle. So it's, you know, same thing. I When I had the winery, I always refunded the tasting. Um, you're, uh, you're building two more buildings for tasting? No, we have we have three bars. We, we started one bar in our main tasting room, and then we built – we have there were so many people. You know what? One thing I found out: thirsty people make me nervous. You know, so, <laughs> you know they walk in and so many people they can't taste. So we had to. We found out we had to we had to, uh, you know, build more bars. Yeah, if it's crowded, people turn on and leave. There's enough wineries to go right. to around They're, there. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't want to sit there. And, that's what I mean by thirsty people make me nervous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have to address your wine club. It's oh, you, it's one of the biggest ones in California. I understand. I mean, it, it's quite the a word. Is it's biggest in the world? But I mean, there really, there's no government no. studies on it. No, there's no comparison. So you can say that. Yeah, it's like Morgan and Morgan. I don't know if you have Morgan and Morgan. Uh, lawyers out there, but Morgan and Morgan is an entry lawyer firm. He's, I think he's all over the country, but he says, we're the biggest in the universe. Well, who's going to argue with that point? I mean, you know, so you can, right. you know, you can even say you're the biggest in the universe as far as the wine club. But tell us about We've the wine club. We've never heard of one bigger than ours. We have never heard of one bigger. Yeah. Well, there you go. Then you're the biggest, the biggest in the universe. Um, and, and it's not, and it's not something I, I'm brag about or I'm proud about. It's just that we send, we send out a good. It's a good. It, right. We don't have that. We don't have it that big because people don't like it. 
Yeah, you go. Cancel, you know. Right. So uh, tell us how does the well, I, how does the wine club work? What what is it? Uh, uh, what do it's, people need to join? It's eight bottles. It it's eight bottles twice a year. Um, and you spring and fall, our, our our shipment starts going out like end of October when the UPS trucks aren't hot and all that. And right. uh, we 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 have like a lot of the wines that come in your in your your we call it the James Gang. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're great. They're wines you might not even be able to buy because we just. Our, our James Gang is so important to us that that we put uh, our best wines in there. But but if we, you know, let's say we make wine that's just enough to go in the wine club, but the vineyard's not big enough to sell it to the you know the rest of the country or our tasting room. We just put it in the in the uh, in the, the wine club, you know. Uh-huh. And so they're rare. They're they're special because. We want it's like Christmas. We get we send a gift every time. How do you? And yeah. yeah, it's like Christmas when they open that box up. They're like, wow, our, our James Gang, <laughs> you know, wine is here. Well, this little gift, I understand, is something that Clara hand makes uh, for uh, for the members. Well, she 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 I don't she doesn't hand make them, but she picks them out, you know. Oh, that is um, okay. We, we the last last one we did we had a cookbook, a big oh, wow. old, probably you know probably a forty dollar gift uh, cookbook you know with wow. we have a chef at the winery and he his pictures and all these recipes it's amazing. Oh well, that's something that people might want might be interested in if they come to the winery like like to purchase it so. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so to to join, they just need to go to your website and they can sign up for the wine club. For the yeah, James game. that's it. And and here's the thing is, we are so phone friendly that you can call the winery and you're going to get a lovely person on the phone that w- wants to talk to you and find out what you like, find out <laughs> wants to tell you all about the winery. That that's what we're all about is customer service and you're not going to talk to somebody in India, you know, oh, <laughs> and you're not going to, you're not going to be put on hold. You're not going to, you're going to have a good time talking to my girls there in the office. Uh, are you open seven uh, or 365 days a year or what days do you close? We're all, we're closed one day, Christmas day. That's the only day we're closed. And, and you know why that there is? Open. Because I lived above the tasting room, so I'm like, well, Thanksgiving, so what? I'm, we're open, man. We're broke. And now <laughs> we can't shut. We can't shut because people count on us, you know, because Uncle uh, Joe and Aunt Betty are in town. They're going to go, you know, they're cooking They're cooking food at the house, but let's go taste wine first. You know, we'll taste some wine and go back for dinner. And, and people, they love it. They, we're only closed one day. There you go. All right, that's that's good. Uh, good. Well, uh, Mike, you have any other questions or comments for uh, Toby before we? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I do have another one from. Uh, this one's also from Facebook. Thank you very much for uh, for tuning in um, tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. But I uh, would like to ask what some uh, what are some of your lessons 
that you learned from uh, farming? And then I have another one. Oh, oh wow. Um, God, there's so many. Um, you know, if you're at your house, wherever you live in the world, uh, some any plant that grows around your house is, you know, hopefully the landscape, the guy, he knows what grows good there, you know, and through the, thir- the 45 years I've been here, uh, we've narrowed down to which grapes grow the best here, you know, that, that love to thrive in Paso Robles. And um, that was always, uh, you know, was was interesting as far as the farming was, um, is finding exactly what grape really likes to thrive here. Because when I moved here, there, were, there was, you know, like you said earlier, there was like 10 wineries. And so, uh, you know, we found out what grows really good here. And then um, growing techniques have changed. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to put too much fruit on your on your vines. Uh, like, like if you have an apple tree in your backyard and there's too many apples, none of them are good. Right. You know, you, you can't have a tree, you know, you can't be greedy and, and you know, you – you get you get less apples, but they're better, you know. But that's the same thing with grapes. You you might get less grapes, but they're higher quality. And so you you, you know that's that's why we would you know if if a grower keeps that in mind, then we know to go back to him again next year. He wants to sell us grapes, and we want to buy his grapes. So he when he finds that balance of. Uh, you know, quantity versus quality, that's that's the most important thing I've learned. And you know what will grow there too, so that makes a difference. Yeah, I uh, mean it's coming it's coming there you know what, here's the thing you guys, uh, there's you can come to Pass Robles and you're not gonna taste a single bad wine. It might not be what your style is, but there's everybody's a pro here. These guys are good, and they're all mm-hmm. making great wine. There's you can't you'd have to you'd have to try to find a bad wine here because everybody's doing a great job, and uh, they're all friendly. And it's so there's great downtown Paso restaurants, and uh, everybody's you know in Paso all the wineries are happy to see you. Yeah, and they are. When I was there, it was just like you know. It's like I was home. People greeted me. Every one of them greeted me like I was a friend. So that's that's very true. Um, uh, thank you, Mike. Another question. Yeah, one more question. Um, also, uh, what? And I'm not sure if we covered this because I wrote wrote some notes in between this. But uh, what is your uh, favorite grape to farm? Well, I mean, farm or, or, or make wine out of. Uh, I think they're probably asking the same thing. Uh, Zinfandel, yeah. you know, it's just in my blood. It, it, it's it got a history with the winery, but Syrah, man, that is, Zinfandel is Clint Eastwood and Syrah is John Wayne, man. I like to, <laughs> I like to, I like to put it like that. So you, you know, uh, Syrah, John Wayne doesn't back up and Syrah doesn't either, man. It's right there in your face. And, you know, uh, Zinfandel is kind of like Clint Eastwood, a sassy gunslinger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, I really, I really appreciate your your Facebook guys for tuning in. That's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's thank, good thank them for the questions too. Um, yeah. So, Toby, before we let you go here, 
uh, what is uh, I want you to give all the contact information for the winery obviously the phone number is the most important but all the contact information Facebook and uh, uh, address and just everything you can think of that people might want or uh, the way to contact you or something like that uh, website all that stuff I mean, all you have to do is go to Tobin James, uh, just type in Tobin James, and you're going to get our winery, uh, TobinJames.com, and, and uh, uh, our, our phone number is 805-239-2204, and just call to say hi. You don't have to buy anything or anything. Just call and say, you know, see what's going on. But uh, so we, we heard have, you on all about of, wine, you know. Yeah, we have a lot of parties all every, you know, all year long. We're famous for our parties that we throw at the winery. Uh, Zinfest is a big one. Uh, people from all over the world attend that. We have wow. like 2,000 people two nights in a row. Wow. We're kind of a, we're kind of the party guys, you know. I'm getting, I'm getting older, but, uh, huh? Do you have parking for all those people coming in? Is there, you yeah. ever have a problem yeah, with parking? Yeah, well, no, no, we've got a big old lot, you know, that, that people park at. But a lot of people, uh, they do Uber and there's limo. I mean, it looks like some, it looks like the Oscars, man. There's limousines and buses, and <laughs> we're we're the party guys, you know. Like I say, I'm getting a little bit older, but you know, we're we're still the party guys. You know, we like we think wine's fun. You know, we don't we're you know we're not doing any snobby stuff and and. Uh, we think wine and friends and food and, you know, family, it, it's all about, that's what we're all about. It's its all fun. And we don't have to dress up and you don't have to wear the tuxedo or, and you can just come in and whatever you feel and, comfortable and in. If you come in a tuxedo, we're throwing you out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd love to meet you guys someday. I would love to. I, you know, if I'm ever out in California, Paso Robles is definitely going to be one of my major stops, and I will make it a point to stop by the winery and visit with you. And if you're not around, I'll be sure that they go get you and bring you there so I can see you. Okay. Um, and I'd like so, to meet uh, any of your listeners too. That's what we do, man. We like people. There you go. So you got an open invitation for all of you out there, all of you listeners. Uh, Toby invited you personally to come by and visit the winery. So there can't you go. Wait to, can't wait to see the movie. Uh, yeah, Wine Thief. I, I, uh, hearing about it and uh, watching the trailer, I was like, uh, this is going to be a good one. Um, be sure to check it out. And that uh, did did we? Uh, I know we talked about it when Terry was on, but uh, was there any kind of uh, prospective date that it was going to be released? Was that earlier in the in the beginning? But, yeah, um, we really don't. Uh, yeah, we really we're hoping first of the year. Yeah, that's okay. what that's, Jerry said. Okay. First of the year, maybe yeah. right before Christmas, but first of the year is what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll shoot for that. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, uh, check the trailer out. It's on YouTube. I think there's a link on the Facebook page. Uh, someone posted uh, during well, I think when Terry was was there uh, on the show. But um, uh, check it out and view the trailer. And it looks like a, a, a good, entertaining um, movie. So uh, yeah. check it out. Look, look for a wine thief and um, hopefully coming out the first of the year. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Toby, 
thank you for yeah. taking your time to join us this evening. Very fun, interesting, had a good conversation, and uh, best of luck with you. And like I say, when I make it out there, I will definitely look you up. Okay. I had fun with you guys. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Joey. Good night now. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh. Okay. Good conversation. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Good. Good times. He does have a passion. He does want to call it a passion, but it is. You know, he does have a passion. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The wine thief. I'm, oh. I am looking forward to that. Now we're going to have to going to have to make ourselves some reminder notes here to let you know as we closer to the first of the year back in, when we get into yeah. December, start looking for it to come out and let people know because that's still what three months away. You know. Uh, yeah. So. And look for the trailer on. YouTube and on our, uh, our Facebook page, we'll have a link to it somewhere. But I don't know how far down it's buried. But uh, um, check out the trailer. And uh, well, I mean, you just, just to go it. to it and make a comment, and it'll pop back up to the top. So, yep, yeah. there you go. Um, very good. The what time is it? Wow, it's 17 after. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 16 after on the other monitor. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. that's not unusual. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to say, let me look mm-hmm. here. I want to say we have a guest next week, but let me. Let I thought me, you mentioned well, uh, John uh, Australian wine, something October, but I think it might have been after uh, October 12th because uh, I read it out of sequence here. So, um, yeah, let me. I'm I don't have anything for October. Uh, let's see, so that's 10. Uh, no, uh, the fifth is next. Is that the next week? The fifth? Is that right? Yeah. That's, no. Yeah. Yeah. Today's 28th. So yeah, the fifth mm-hmm. is next week and that's, uh, I don't have anything scheduled, but then after that, we got, uh, Anna from Naked Wines. And then after that, we got John from, uh, talked about Australian yeah. wine. So Anna comes in from Naked Wines. Yeah. Everybody knows Naked Wines. It's, they're all on the shelves everywhere. So. Uh, mm-hmm. It uh, should be fun talking with her about that. And mm-hmm. so, all right, very good. Uh, so nothing <laughs> next week, no guests next week, but uh, we do a couple weeks after that, and then uh, I might get a hold of someone who's been on before for the 26th, right before Halloween. I'll I'll see what I can do. So, uh, okay. Um, we will close the show for tonight, a little over time, but that's fine. Uh, it was very enjoyable as always, uh, you know, as general, but, um, we'll, um, see you all next week, October 5th at 7 PM Eastern time, right here on blog talk radio, uh, the flight line and Facebook, Twitter, I think we're live on there and YouTube we're live on there. Oh my gosh. How does that happen? Well, I don't week, know. Uh, be safe. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to tune in to Flightline Radio anytime. Oh. Mike is live Saturday mornings from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Very uh, early. So, uh, very early. In fact, Cap 
one of our past guests lives in Oregon. He goes, what are those hours? He goes, oh, forget it. I'm not getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to listen to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here, yeah. And so you just lost the it. West Coast. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, Fightline yeah. Radio. He's live, but it's streaming 24-7. And he's yeah. going to have a new program that's going to be popping up that you all might find fun and interesting. So stay tuned for that, mm-hmm. too. Monday morning and uh, Wednesday evening, so 7 a.m. Monday and 7 p.m. Wednesday Eastern time, it's 1st and 15th, and that is on the schedule twice a week, so remember that. We're giving them a morning drive time and an evening uh, drive time, so oh, um, cool. no excuses turn into the show. It's very fun. I, I listen to it on the way to work, and I mean, those guys are, they're just, the way they talk and sometimes... Yeah, just really funny stuff there. There. Yeah, it's, and some of it's unnecessary, but it's it's funny to hear yeah. them talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And, and they start on a subject, say? and about about twenty minutes later, they're mm-hmm. so far off that main subject that you're going, "How did you get yeah. here?" <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, very very entertaining. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be playing it there. So um, very good. Have a good week. Thanks. Ian, and uh, yeah, thank you. We'll uh, see you all next time. On, see you uh, next time. All about wine. Thank you. Be safe out there. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine, all about wine. with your host, Juan. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebpr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. And we're off. Green room. Okay. That actually worked. Yes. Green room.